Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Racing Pod Blast with me, Tony Mack, and Ben Aiken from Narrowing the Field. And uh, today we're mixing codes this week on the racing front. Uh, two races over the jumps at uh, Chepstow, as well as covering the big race on the flat. The 34 runner, Cesarowicz, handicap from Newmarket. As many runners as the Grand National next year, 34 runners. Uh, great stuff. And uh, then we make our usual trip to Scotland, close the show with our football Trixie top, middle and bottom. Uh, but it's racing first and a nice easy start for us <laughs> with the Cesarowicz handicap due off at 240 at Newmarket. Uh, welcome along, Ben, and uh, you can start us off with with the Cesarowicz. Yeah, Tony, hello. It's uh, nice and easy, as you say. 34 runner flat handicap for us to start the pod off with. We love these races, really, though, so <laughs> not going to hear any moaning from us. Um, now, there is a bit of a, a draw bias at play in a Cesarowicz, uh, despite the long distance of the race. Unsurprisingly, it's those drawn out wide that take a bit of a hit. And only one of the last 15 winners broke from the top quarter of the draw, so the high numbers. And the top quarter this year would be stalls 28+. plus. Indeed, only two of the last 25 winners have broken from quarter four. So the starts do hold up over a, a longer period as well. Uh, personally, I'd be wanting plenty in my favour of backing one from a a wide stall, so definitely something to keep in mind there for people. Uh, for this year's race, I've got a short list of Vino, Victrix, Temporize, Goshen, Your Kindness, Jesse Evans, and Tritonic. Vino, Victrix finished second in the race last year of a two-pound higher mark. He had, a, he had a bit of a hampered passage in the race, though, so he was maybe a little unlucky not to finish even closer than he did. I suspect Connections will have had this race as a main target again this season. I've got prime conditions for Vino Victrix as handicaps over 1 mile 6 to 2 mile 2 on right-handed tracks, running from a mark of 92 or less and off breaks of 21 to 56 days. He has three wins and three places from eight starts when meeting those conditions, so he gets his conditions to attack here, Vino Victrix. A Tritonic, he's one I've had noted for a while. Uh, I've heard him noted as one that will be of interest in flat stain handicaps on right-handed tracks, which he's got here. Uh, when he races on right-handed tracks, when the ground is better than heavy, he's four wins and five placed efforts from 11 starts. He's run at Newmarket three times before. He's in second, fourth, and fifth. So he does handle the track well. And his mark of 100 looks good for him. He finished third in the Ascot States in June off the same mark of 100. That's Tritonic. And Jesse Evans, an Irish reader, he finished fourth in the Irish Cesarowicz last time out. Uh, that was a career-best flat run on the figures. He's actually able to run here off six pounds lower than his actual mark, because this was an early closing race. He's a horse that is at his peak in the May to October period. Uh, he has seven wins and ten placed efforts from 19 starts in May to October. If you zone in closer to September and October, he's four wins and four placed efforts from eight starts, never unplaced. And he is one I, I do really like for this. Now, those be the three I'd be most interested in at this stage. Uh, and Jesse Evans at double figures, he's one I'd definitely be playing, uh, especially with six places or more on offer with most books. Uh, there is rain forecast for Friday, so I probably want to wait to see what that does to the ground before deciding who else I'll play. But Jesse Evans is where I'm sitting at right now. Tony, what have you got? 
Yeah, I was just reading Tony Calvin's and I've uh, had a load of rain. It's already changed to good to soft, Ben, so I think it may be soft uh, tomorrow because yeah, there's more rain so. expected later on today and overnight as well. So I think we're, we're looking at uh, soft ground. Nice to hear that you've got Vino Victrix as well, beating uh, one and three-quarter lengths last time at Goodwood. Three from 13 right-handed, even though they only take one bend in the Cesarewitch, uh, but some will take it better than others. Uh, second of 21, as you say, Ben, in this contest 12 months ago, same jockey on board, uh, bumped and hampered, uh, as you said as well, uh, on uh, more than one occasion uh, last year. It was uh, yeah, a bit unlucky last year, Vino Victrix, and we'll be going for him again uh, this side as well. Uh, I like the, you, you've got Temporize on the short list as well, winner at Goodwood, last time out, uh, two mile, four and a half, furlong handicap. I've got Aztec... Empire 22 to 1 at the moment in good form, blowing out as the 4 to 1 favourite in the Old Borough Cup, trailing in last of uh, the 14 runners. He's obviously better than that effort, and I give him possibilities of uh, hitting the frame here. Uh, Bashful Boy for David Pipe, 50 to 1, 2 from 6 on the flat, 5th of 10 in the Cesarowitz trial. And uh, Goshen as well, which was also hit your shortlist. Winner of three races on the flat between June 2019 and October 2019. Um, as we all know, he's got a touch of class about him. And I think he could be dangerous off this eight stone nine because there is a big thing about uh, as the draw, of, as you say. And also uh, seven of the last eight winners came from 11th uh, or lower in the weight. So you're looking at some featherlight uh, weights running well here in the Cesarewitch. Vino Victrix. Uh, Aztec Empire and Goshen for me in the uh, in the Cesarewitch tomorrow. Uh, we move on to the 340 Chepstow John Ayres Memorial Handicap Chase, uh, Class Two over two mile, three and a half furlongs. Ben. Yeah, I've got a, a shortlist for this one at Chepstow of Garincha, Awarja, and Thukuvoyu. Garincha is still unexposed after only six chase starts. He's a comfortable winner at Foz Lass on his final start last season. Uh, that win was a, a comfortable career best. And plenty to, to suggest that the five-pound rise you see for that still has Grincha uh, below the ceiling of his abilities. Our Jet for the Skeletons, he's another with an unexposed profile. This being only his fifth chase start and tenth career start. And he started last season a fine formula, a second and a first, and dipped off on his next two starts, um, albeit his final start was excusable, I just don't think he stayed the three-mile trip uh, at Kempton. He's had a wind-up in the off-season, which is actually the second wind-up of his career. He won a maiden hurdle Weatherby by almost 10 lengths on his first run of his first wind-up, so hopefully it works for the second time, because I do think our jet is he's better than his current mark of 130. It's like a he won this race last year of a six-pound lower mark. He does have good form at Chips, though. He's two wins and a second from his four starts. He also has excellent form of breaks of 90 days or more. He's four wins and two places from seven starts. So, more than capable at getting the job done first time out. If you look at Flick of Oyu, at class two level and below, in October to February on his first, second or third start in the season, Eight wins and three places from 13 starts. So conditions are in his favour again to go back to back. And yeah, for this at the time of recording. So I need to see how that shapes up before fully commit myself. But I will be playing one or two of Garincha, our jet 
and Flicku Voyu. Tony, what have you got? Yeah, I've got uh, That's All Right Gino, two from eight over the larger obstacles, has won off a break of 121 days or more, and all four career won, run wins rather have come on a uh, left-handed track. That's All Right Gino. Alexia Nuts is also on my shortlist, as is our jet, but I'll certainly be playing uh, Flick Oo Voyou uh, for uh, Paul Nichols and Harry Cobden. Three from ten over fences, two from four at Chepstow, three from five after breaks of between 121 and 365 days. Uh, three wins, as you alluded to, in October. Ben is also by Capguard, whose progeny go well at Chepstow. Nichols runners at Chepstow uh, since 2020 have a 38% strike rate, five from 13. And uh, Capguard, the sire Capguard, is a, is a, a, a strong influence at uh, Ditchit uh, for Paul Nichols as well. So a flick for you uh, will be uh, my selection uh, tomorrow, and also, that's all right, Gino, I'll be playing those two, uh, but wouldn't put listeners off Alexia Denutz or uh, our Jets. Uh, moving quickly on, 4.15 at Chepstow, Silver Trophy Handicap Hurdle, Class 2, over two miles, three and a half furlongs, Ben. Yeah, some uh, potentially exciting prospects lining up in the Silver Trophy Handicap. I'll be looking at a short list of uh, Lally Gag, Twin Jets, Blow Your Wad, Sign From Above, and Benassi. I almost I almost said Sonny Gino, which I do I do understand why Sonny Gino's a favourite. He's probably got more to come. Yeah, Nichols Cobden. Marcus probably got Sonny Gino about right. Um but Lally Gag, one of the other or the other Nichols runner in the race, Lally Gag, he's an unexposed and handicapped company. Looks at his peak at this time of year as he has four wins. Two places from six starts in October to December. So he does go well fresh, Lallygag. I think he will be tuned up for this assignment. Gets Freddie Gingles seven-point claim as well, which will be a big boost, I think, for Lallygag. Twin Jets, another unexposed in handicaps. Uh, bar his blowout of sand down in heavy ground last season, he's he's looked good so far in his career. He's another that I don't think is near the ceiling of his abilities yet, off his current mark. Blow your wad. He also he caught my eye last season. He was highly tried on a couple of occasions in Grade Ones. I thought he was well beaten both those occasions. It was a sign. I think Tom Lacey Yard must hold him in high enough regard to run him. Um, but I with Grade One runs. He is two wins, three seconds, and a fourth in the Grade 2 entry bumper in 2021. So he's got some good form away from Grade 1 level. Tom Lacey won this actual race in 2020 with a similar type in T-Clipper, and I think he could have another decent type on his hands with Blow Your Wad. He is he's one that's standing out with me. Sign from above, one of the Irish Raiders in the field. There's actually a few in it. He comes here fit from the flat and summer jumping. He won a maiden hurdle at Navin last month with relative ease. Uh, form of the race has been backed up since, since with the second and fourth both winning next time out. Prior to that, he ran two excellent races on consecutive days at the Galway Festival in big field flat handicaps. And he's a potentially sneaky one, I think, who could well have a say. Uh, as long as the ground doesn't soften up too dramatically, I think they've got Rain at Chepstow as well, but I don't think there's any 
forecast for Saturday. Uh, the other on my shortlist, Benassi. He's he's one of the least exposed in the field. He's coming here off the back of just four previous hurdle starts. Only one of those was in a handicap hurdle. He's also unexposed at the trip, as all his runs have been over two miles. And he was last seen winning very easily at Foz last in April. Not as deep as the races, but the ones he beat have backed to form up by winning since. Uh, he finished second at the air prior to that Foz last run, and the horse that finished third that day, and then I won its next two starts. Again, possibly not the greatest races, but the form has been boosted, so Benassi's on my radar as well. It's a, I say, a typically competitive renewal of this race. Always is. Um, I think I'll be looking to side with Blow Your Wad and Sign From Above. Tony, what have you got for us in the, the Silver Trophy handicap? I, I agree with you with uh, the market getting it right here, I think, Ben. I've, I have gone Sonagino. Um, he was clear for me uh, going into this race. He's three from ten over hurdles, has improved £16 in the last 12 months for trainer Paul Nichols and Harry Cobden. Two from two at Chepstow. Uh, he's two from two in the month of October. Uh, good to soft, going left-handed, and a tongue-tie and other, is, uh, are other conditions in his favour. And also, um, back to uh, the Skeltons as well. Harry Skelton riding for brother Dan, uh, eight to one. Uh, boom born distance winner um, he's 4 from 12 over hurdles winner of a handicap hurdle at Aintree's May meeting when last seen 3 from 9 going left handed uh, Skelton's are in good form at the minute uh, 29% strike rate in the last 7 days together with a 47% winning play strike rate as I say in the last 7 days um, now the last 3 times Boom born has ran Bridget Andrews Jack Andrews Bridget Andrews Harry Skelton's in the play tomorrow uh, so I think they mean busy Business tomorrow. I'll be playing uh, Boomborn each way uh, together with Sonagino uh, as a win bet as well in that uh, 4.15 tomorrow. Best of luck there, everyone. With that, there's a Zarowicz, the John Ayres Memorial Handicap Chase and the Silver Trophy. Now, this is where luck has nothing to do with anything. Uh, top, middle and bottom. <laughs> footballers you cannot explain why it just happens chasing a ball around a park wanting one team to win against the other El Mahani right foot whips it oh jeezy peeps man brilliant still gets me <laughs> Uh, yes, the bit of the pod you've all been waiting for, top, middle and bottom. Before this week's selections, Ben, the scores on the doors. Uh, not <laughs> not looking good, Sadie. <laughs> um, well, last, last week, one winner from yourself. Right. Minus Dear four me. points. Uh, myself, weather impacted because only two more matches went ahead. Uh, one one, one winner, one loser. Uh, a return of minus 2.09, which... Technically means I've closed the gap. <laughs> um, I am currently on minus 19.19. You're on plus 7.93. But, you know, long way to go, Yeah, unfortunately. Eating away. <laughs> we have £3.93 next week, blimey. Um, well, this week, this week, the return of our, our favourite cup competition, <laughs> the Scottish Challenge Cup, uh, competition that used to be sponsored by Iron Brew, now bobbing about without any sponsors, although... 
I did read somewhere that is sponsored by Tunnocks this year. Oh. Um, so a Tunnocks tea cake and a can of iron brew. Now that's the breakfast of champions right there, Tony. <laughs> Especially where I grew up. Um, but yeah, for us on top, middle and bottom, a bit of a free pick weekend sort of thing. Uh, just any three games you want from the Challenge Cup ties. Now my top middle and bottom this week, I'm going for Falkirk to beat Queen's Park at three to two. Falkirk are actually the winning most team in Scottish Challenge Cup history. I've done my homework, Tony. Um, <laughs> Very good. Yeah, Queen's Park never really taken this competition seriously about sort of things. Uh, given their current form, probably a distraction they could do without. Falkirk are also unbeaten in their last eleven matches, so I will take Falkirk in this one. Agreed. In the middle, agreed. In the middle, I am going for our broth oh. to beat. Queen of the South oh. at 21-20. Mm, Queen of the South are in a bit of a funk right now, Tony. Lost their last five in the league. Um, two of them have been against the top two in the division. But um, their last win actually came in this competition when they beat Partick. But I had a look. Partick did rest quite a few of their first team that day. Uh, facing our Arbroath team here who are seriously picking up their form recent weeks. They won five of the last six. They've been banging in the goals. They've scored at least twice in all of the last six. They've scored four or more in four of the last six. And I think it's probably a trophy our both think we could win, I think, this season. So our both for me to beat Queen of the South. And at the bottom, I'm sticking in a shorty for my third selection. TNS to beat East Fife at <laughs> 33 to 100. Now, that price is shortening up. Um, but TNS, which apparently stands for the New Saints. Yes. Um, yep. They have won their last six, are unbeaten in their last 14. They scored at least three in their last six matches. In fact, they scored at least four in five of the last six matches. East Fife need to make the 370-mile trip from Methyl for the match. Uh, you ever been to Methyl, Tony? Have I asked you that before? You ever been to Methyl? Not that I know of. Uh, you would know. <laughs> right. Um but it's best to keep it that way, to be honest with you. Mate. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a hell of a long trip for, I would say, a competition East Fife probably don't care much about. Uh, so TNS for me here to round out my top middle and bottom, and that is Falkirk, Arbroath, and the New Saints, TNS. Right. You got, Tony? I'm going to have to change Arbroath. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah, no, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, Falkirk at home to Queen's Park. Uh, six to four I've got here. I'm not sure whether that's uh, still still applicable. It was uh, earlier this morning. Uh, and I've, I'm going against you, Ben. It's Queen of the South at home Ooh. to Arbroath, 19 to 10. Uh, so, and uh, again, a little shorty for me to uh, finish off proceedings. Wraith at home to Montrose at four to nine. So, Falkirk at home to Queen's Park, six to four. Queen of the South, home to Arbroath, 19 to 10. And uh, Wraith at home to Montrose at uh, four to nine. A very skinny uh, four to nine. So, uh, many thanks for listening uh, to the latest edition of the Racing Pod Blast. Very best of luck with your betting this weekend on the flat and over the sticks. Uh, don't forget you can catch Ben over on narrowingthefield.co.uk. We'll be back next week with the next episode of the Racing Pod Blast. And a big thanks for listening. Thanks very much, Ben. Cheers, Tony. And have a great weekend, everyone. We'll